community feels like being heard and understood. Checking in with one another. Being able to fall apart and thrive simultaneously. Non-judgmental support. Expansive, authentic. Being seen, which can be both powerful and very uncomfortable. What healing feels like and looks like is self-love. Going at my own pace. I am grounded in my body again. Coming home to myself. And healing looks like community, and community is healing. We hope you will join us in observing Domestic Violence Awareness Month. This year's theme, hashtag community feels, is a reflection of our work. With social distancing becoming our current norm, community connectedness feels more important than ever. When we consider how survivors of domestic violence are impacted by the pandemic, that community connection takes on a whole new meaning. Without their community, survivors are susceptible to escalating abuse that happens in the shadows. With their community, survivors can stay connected to others, receive help, love, and support. Abusive claims that reinforce isolation for survivors hold less power and meaning. Community can help enrich our lives and in some cases, save a life. I'm Stephanie, I'm the Latinx Program Co-Manager. I'm Alicia, I am the Educational Development Manager. I'm Adelia, I'm the Latinx Program Co-Manager. I'm Jill, I'm one of the directors here at Women Inc. I'm Mary and I am the Associate Director. Um, I'm Shana, I'm Program Assistant and we're going to be talking about our October campaign, Community Feels. That will be a social media campaign um, prompting you to think about questions like, or think about what community feels and looks like to you, what healing feels and looks like to you. And so Women Inc. staff has put together their own community feels and healing feels statements that we're going to share. That's <laughs> So community, community feels like, or looks like to me, is checking in with one another, holding each other accountable with their self-care plans, and sharing a laugh together. What healing feels like and looks like is self-love, um, finding self-love. Um, it also feels very complicated. And also being, being able to be there for myself and for others. Community looks like being able to fall apart and thrive simultaneously. It feels safe and it looks like breaking bread, having, experiencing joy and belly laughs. Healing looks like joy and laughing, so, and laughing so hard my head hurts. Um, healing looks like giving myself permission to fall apart and healing looks like community and community is healing. I only did one, <laughs> but um, community feels like being heard and understood. And I also translated it. Um, la comunidad se siente como ser escuchada y entendida. 
To me, community feels like looking out for one another. It's non-judgmental support. It feels like sharing quality time together, um, including sharing space with each other. And it also looks like showing up for one another in good, but also challenging times. Healing for me looks like going at my own pace, making, breaking barriers of isolation. It also includes sharing stories. It, and healing looks like joy and pleasure in new skills, enjoying time within community, and also enjoying time alone. And it also, to me, looks like taking new risks and growing. To me, community feels expansive, authentic, vulnerable, fun, and fulfilling. And healing feels like I am grounded in my body again. I am tapping into collective wisdom. I'm making larger connections and I'm, ident and I'm identifying my feelings. I said that community feels like belonging, a deep connectedness, and it feels like being seen, which can be both powerful and very uncomfortable. Um, and then I just put that healing feels like coming home to myself. So um, October, as a lot of folks probably know, is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And every year we try and come up with a theme that's reflective of our work and um, is kind of a positive facing campaign. And this year we decided that we wanted to talk about community and what community feels like and what healing feels like. I want to you know, raise a question of what is community and that's what is community to each person and you know, what does that mean? And for me, community, it could be like, you know, these people, these folks have skin in the game. They have, they share something very common with you. When it's like chosen community, like you feel safe, you're able to thrive. You're able to also just like have your worst days and be surrounded. When I think of community and what role it plays in um, when you're thinking of, when you think of domestic violence, I think of one first, like there, you know, statistically that we have more survivors who are going to reach out, um, to friends and family members, coworkers before they even reach out to community-based organization, organizations and much more off, much more often than they reach out to the police and it just makes me think of um, not only the survivors we work with at Woman Inc., but also in, you know, just personal experience. I think that when um, I hear like, the theme for this month and around community and around community healing, um, I think about the clients that I work with and the community that they've built, you know, amongst each other um, with their Echando Palantes, like group 
them meeting like once a week and then just that relationship and that community that they've built with each other. So when I think about like community and what healing looks like, I think about those meetings, those hour long meetings, sometimes even two hours where we meet and just, you know, talk about anything, what's going on with their lives. Um, We touch about DV and how that's impacted them, but also about how resilient and how powerful they are in their own healing journey. Um, So um, I think about the way that they've healed with each other and are still healing, Um, just being there for each other and like holding that space and hearing each other and understanding each other, their situations. And also EPL is a um, survivor-led group where they kind of they meet once it was once a month but now with the pandemic we are meeting once a week and it's a group that has been built with past survivors past clients who are no longer in that crisis stage but still want to be like connected to the organization Um, so they've formed that group amongst each other where they just meet and they have different presentations they build community they talk about food they talk about you know their families Um, they also talk about more like serious topics I guess Um, like financial stability um, you know whatever they're interested at the moment whatever is affecting them in that sense but they also like it's also they built like family amongst each other when I think as growing community and ending DV, I think of survivors either tapping into their own community and asking for support, um, whether it be a neighbor, a new friend they didn't met, um, a family member, or a friend, as well as building their own community. Seeing that DV um, plays a role in their lives, being able to reach out for support is extremely hard, um, but having the confidence or the support of asking for help um, can be really hard sometimes. Um, So going into the community and seeing, talking to someone they trust could be very important in healing for DV, as well as healing with other members of the community, whether it be bonding through going to go for a cup of coffee or chatting on the phone or not even also focusing on the DV so much, but trying to ease their mind um, and focusing on other things, telling jokes together, listening to music together. I also think of very much what other folks have touched upon on. um, And I also see it as community's role in breaking down isolation. I think as a community, we have to also acknowledge and somewhat unlearn what we have typically learned or have seen come up in the media when it comes to domestic violence and survivors. Um, I think we also need to stop assuming uh, what survivors, like what's best for survivors without speaking to them first. Um, I think a part of it also is community learning how to also listen actively, um, which is a practice, um, along with also practicing being non-judgmental. And part of that, I feel like, has to do with agendas that sometimes we might hold um, and expectations for survivors. So I think a huge part of it is letting go of our agendas, learning how to 
communicate with one another, um, listening openly, full heartedly, um, and providing even more opportunities for survivors to reach out, um, just how folks have mentioned, um, being connected um, and breaking down isolation as much as possible. I think that something something that's coming up a lot across the, the conversation is isolation and how do you, which is an essential part of domestic violence. Uh, survivors typically feel very isolated from their communities and a lot of times uh, people who use abuse are very intentional around cutting survivors off, right, from, from their community and from their people. And so the power of community is really very expansive and created and creative and, and connected. And it's a space, I think, where you're able to be authentic and vulnerable. Uh, and maybe that means being with certain groups of people. So there, you know, you can have these different levels of community where you've got your very tight, close community, and that can look very different than your expanded community where you might not be as vulnerable and open, but you still can have fun with them, you know, and um, all of, all of, all levels of community, I think are really important. And when we put it in the context of ending domestic violence or preventing domestic violence, if you've got your, your tight circle of people that you can be authentic and vulnerable with. Maybe you'll be, um, like Mary was saying at the beginning, maybe those are the folks, those are your people that you're going to reach out to if something starts going wrong because you trust them. You have taken the time and you know what that feels like to build trust with people. And I don't want to make the assumption that everyone has that close-knit of community because I, you know, I know that that's not something that everyone has access to, especially all the time, but it's a very powerful tool um, in protectiveness. Like, you know, it's a protective tool in our life and it makes it that much harder, I think, for folks to be um, abused in silence and in the, in the shadows. It's, it's, you know, I have my people who will know if something's off with me or I have the people that I know I can talk to. And so I guess the, the power of in, in that regard is checking in on your people and, and fostering those connections with, with your people and continuing that, that, um, that connection and that authenticity and that vulnerability that really takes time to build. And I, I see that as a real um, protective factor when we're dealing with domestic violence. And maybe that, those are the people who are going to support you from jumping like, hey, you know, you're not coming around as much. What's going on? Or you seem really upset. I know you. Like, I know when something's off with you. Um, so it's a really powerful um, position, I think, to um, be in as a, as a community. And I was also wondering if maybe Shana, I don't know if you mind, if not, like maybe someone else, but just like talking about like our intentions around podcasts. 
Um, but I think, I mean, it's been, it's been a conversation for a while, but especially after shelter in place, I think, um, we, we had been having conversations on how to get creative about putting woman ink out there. Um, being intentional about, um, sharing like what values drive this work, um, and I think also, I, I think a podcast, for example, is a really cool way to um, for people to see like the very human side of an organization, like there are people here, um, <laughs> you know, um, but the series ideas are variable. The next one is going to be um, taking inspiration from the mind mapping crisis response blog post on dismantling white supremacy culture in the workplace and navigating with integrity. So stay tuned uh, about that. Um, and yeah, we hope to continue doing more of these to, I think, heighten a level of being personal, but also being creative about how we can share this work and get connected in a broader way, in a different way. We thought that Domestic Violence Awareness Month was a perfect opportunity to launch the first episode of that podcast, and Jill was like, why not that be about our Community Feels campaign? And so with this first episode, um, not only is it an introduction and invitation to listen to other episodes, but also um, to support our work and see how you can show up uh, this DV Awareness Month. When all this first started happening with the pandemic and then we were sheltering in place and kind of being disconnected from our community and we got a lot of inquiries from folks asking like, how can we help? And we got a lot of uh, requests from the media asking us to talk about what's going on with survivors of domestic violence and pretty much the consistent messaging around, at least from Woman Inc. was really around the resilience that happens within these communities. And it's something that we've talked about during this conversation around survivors are actually really resilient. They navigate these types of conditions sometimes on the daily basis. So it just means that it's that much harder for survivors to access outside support and resources. And through all of this, over the past, you know, since March, since this all started happening, we've been tracking our service requests and service numbers, and it's gone up substantially. It's almost doubled. And in fact, when this all first happened, it more than doubled. And now we're finding that overall, up until this point, it's about a 75% increase in our services. So now, you know, one role of community is to support our work. It's clearly needed. It's, it's needed more than before. You know, domestic violence isn't caused by financial strife or, or stress, but certainly it exacerbates it. It lights a fire under it and it escalates domestic violence and people are in potentially even less safe environments and households than they were before survivors are. So what Woman Inc. needs from our community right now 
honestly, is financial support to bolster up the additional services that we've had to build to answer to this ongoing need. And part of the message is, it's not just Woman Inc's need, it's the community's need. Our role is taking care of each other. And we, whether we directly know the person and we have a one-on-one -on -one personal relationship with them or not, you know, part of our work in, in, as a community is to help folks who need it. So we've been able to do some really amazing supportive work. Um, we've been giving out gift cards. We've been, you know, like um, the Chano Palante group keeps meeting um, more frequent and we've built a pretty big support group. We've done all these things and in part it's because the community has stepped up to support this work because we know it matters and we know it's, it's needed. So uh, what we need from you is we need some donations. Make one in the, in a, the a spirit of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Throughout the month of October, we are inviting you to share your thoughts. Let us know what community means to you. What does community feel like? Use our hashtag communityfeels and let us know what you think. We will be posting responses all through October. Help us get the word out and post on your social media 